0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet. So you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Big news coming out of the world of legal stuff. The state of Indiana is proposing an investigation into AES's handling of those storms. In late June. So two like watchdog agencies have called on the Indiana Utility Regulatory Committee to investigate AES for the time it took to restore people's power. Now, the storm happened on June 29th. There were some people and our executive producer was one of them that didn't have power for like four days. Four days is a ridiculous amount of time to not have power in a major city that didn't have a hurricane roll through it. And AES is ticked off that this whole thing is actually happening. In a filing with the IURC, Indiana Utility Regulatory Committee, dated on Tuesday, AES Indiana says, quote, to paint AES Indiana as providing unreliable service And being unresponsive to this significant storm event lacks merit. Now, on the other side of this, Tony, the IUCC guy, Indiana Utility Consumer Counselor, it's a cat by the name of Bill Fine, quote, we understand that the June 29th storms were especially intense and that additional storms occurred the following days. However, we need to gather the facts regarding the outages, especially the factors causing certain customers to be without electricity for more than five days.
1: I mean, this is, this is something that I've always been uh, interested in is how PR people, whenever you're talking about some kind of an organization, they do not know how to respond to things. The worst way that you can respond to like a kind of investigation is just come out and be like, well, this is completely ridiculous. We're fine. You're just trying to throw our name in the trash. Instead of saying, hey, look, we understand there were a lot of people upset. We try to provide the best service. That's why we're going to be completely transparent so that people can reestablish their trust in our organization if it's faltered. That sounds like a a well-rational, reasoned way to go about doing things. Instead of throwing a chair through a plate glass window and screeching like a monkey in a cage, I I don't understand why that was the move AES decided to go with here. July
0: 3rd, uh, the day before some customers got their power back we had on kelly young she was the spokesperson for aes indiana we brought her on this program and she explained what was going on and i think we had some fair questions to ask her
2: we're not short staffed and we were prepared for this storm. We, we were, uh, we're all hands on on deck on this, uh, storm in particular. Uh, we have over 700 individuals working this, st- this storm. Uh, we did bring in some crews from, uh, out of state. That has nothing to do with, uh, our numbers. I mean, certainly we pulled in, like I said, all of the, all of the crews that we have as well as, uh, contractors. And, uh, this, this hit us hard and, and, uh, our crews are out there working, uh, 16 hour plus shifts and uh, doing what they can to get this power back on.
0: So what's the response when people say, we live in Indiana, tornadoes happen here all the time, storms happen all the time, and it's never been this bad. And at the same time, we see places like Florida that have a Cat 5 hurricane go through like Sanibel Island, or whatever, and they're up and they're functioning within a couple of days. What's the response to that?
2: Yeah, I, I, that's fair. Uh, like I said, this is the most significant storm we've had uh, here in Indianapolis and in Indiana uh, in the last decade as it relates to, to damage and to storms. And again, that it, number of incidents that, that I said, you know, eighty-one over 81,000 customers, and again, 2,600 plus separate incidents of damage in the Indianapolis area, not to mention how it impacted the entire state so uh we've uh you know we're addressing this we've got crews that are you know i think that the other challenging thing for people to understand is this this damage you know we have these trees it's twofold so a lot of a lot of uh tree damage on wires poles and um we've got to get the 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 trees moved so that our guys can get to the lines and repair those as well too but first we've got to clear those those trees out
0: So that was a conversation we had July 3rd uh, with an AES representative. And it sounds like what they're saying is that, look, there are trees all over the place. It's hard for us to go to fix you know, your power lines when the big trees you've got in your yard that you don't trim up fall on the street or fall in the backyard. They're kind of playing the tree angle here. Is that something that works for you, Tony Kenneth?
1: So it, it works for me, but not in the way that AES thinks that it might. So it works for me in that, yes, that is a definite excuse that you can pull up that is verifiable and is a pretty decent excuse because when driving to Broad Ripple, back when I was at Indianapolis Public Schools and I would drive every day, through those wooded neighborhoods that have trees that have been completely unkempt. Yeah, you have a lot of trees that are entangled in those power wires. However, AES did not initially come out when this whole thing come down and said, look, Indianapolis does a really bad job of keeping its trees trimmed. They have no idea how to manage the city. Maybe if they kept their crap trimmed, we'd be good. They didn't do that. So I really don't feel for AES here. That sounds like late to the party.